Hi, everybody. We're back. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Disney Parks News Blog Podcast. My name is Danny, And my name is Robbie. And today, we'll be talking about all 11 pavilions in World Showcase at Epcot. We'll be ranking them based on what attractions they have to offer, their authenticity, entertainment, food options, architecture, merchandise, among other arbitrary factors. Please keep in mind, this is a subjective list, and it's entirely our opinion. So, let's get started. In 11th place, we have Italy. The Italy Pavilion is the most spacious uh, pavilion uh, out of all the 11 pavilions in the World Showcase. I personally do not enjoy the Italy Pavilion as much. I find it to be boring and there's not as much to offer. However, there is the Tutto Italia restaurant, the Via Napoli Pizzeria, and there's a little popsicle cart off to the side that has like very good uh, popsicles, to be redundant. Yes. <laughs> there's a fountain in the middle of the plaza that I think takes is a very good spot for pictures which I, I'm sure Daniela would love to take some pictures. Yes, it's a Neptune. It's the fountain um, of Neptune, and it's really pretty. It's very picturesque. It, the Italy Pavilion also has an authentic replica of the original Campanile um, in St. Mark's Square. Uh, and all the architecture in the Italy Pavilion is based on Venetian, Florentine, and Roman styles of architecture. Again, yeah. um, Italy doesn't have as much to offer that appeals to me personally, but which is why it ranks last on our list. But nonetheless, it is a very pretty pavilion. For sure. And now we have number 10, Morocco. Morocco is a very underrated, I would say the most underrated pavilion in all of the world showcase. Uh, it offers the restaurant Marrakesh. There's the Tangerine Cafe quick service restaurant, which I think is closed at the moment due to unprecedented circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> Insert the Google Translate lady. Unprecedented times. <laughs> um, there's also like very nice picture opportunities throughout the Morocco Pavilion. Uh, yes. With the mosaic mural, uh, mosaic murals, and very nice like tile work throughout. Uh, it was recent recently overtaken by Disney in terms of ownership, so we are very excited to see uh, what new additions Disney has in store for the Morocco Pavilion. They already yeah. did some construction for a, a protrusion in the wall that looked rather phallic. We shall see yeah. in the future. Yeah, and uh, during, well, before COVID, um, they also had a meet and greet with Aladdin and Jasmine, which was really cool. I hope they get to bring that back um, so it can light up a bit the Morocco Pavilion. And on number nine, we have United Kingdom. United Kingdom, uh, let's see, we have the meet and greet with Alice and Mary Poppins. That was also pre-COVID as well. We also have other uh, food options such as the Rosen Crown Pub and the Yorkshire County Fish Shop. I'm, I know that the fish and chips are very popular in the United K. It's a very popular option in the pavilion itself. Yes, they're um, really good, there, actually. 
They have um, I would I'm not sure if it's like custom Beatles, uh, the Beatles merchandise. I would say exclusive is the word I'm looking for. In the and there's also the Crown and Crest merchandise store as well. Uh, the United Kingdom right now is feels a little barren and I would say a little lifeless because it's not. Um, I think what made it very vivid also was the meet and greets, and right now there's not, none of it, so mm. it really all it has is the fish and chips, uh, those uh, restaurant, quick service, a pub, and it also has the merchandise store that's so exclusive, United Kingdom stuff, but besides that, it's really, it's really not that much to offer, but yeah, that's why it ranks pretty low, but we have number eight, we have Canada. Yay, Canada, uh, famously known for their niceness, although I will say that's not entirely true for all Canadians, but we can say that for just any nation, not everyone's going to be nice. But Canada uh, has the famous uh, Le Cellier Steakhouse, uh, which also, from the same, I guess, kitchen, I would say, or like, you know... Um, during Food and Wine, they'll have, like, the filet mignon. So the Canada Pavilion during the Food and Wine Festival is popping at all times. That I worked at uh, the Food and Wine Festival, which we covered in one of our previous episodes. Um, and that was one of the stands that I did not like to work at because it was busy all the time. Um, Canada also has the poutine over at... I forgot the name. Daniel, I forgot the name. Help me. <laughs> uh, I don't remember either. But yeah, they, Canada itself serves amazing poutine. Poutine is really, really good. But Very yeah, I don't remember good. the name either. Um, and there's also the Circle Vision, um, the Circle Theater, uh, Circle Vision 360, 3D. You can talk to us more about that because you loved that before they yeah, closed it. So, well, before it had Martin Short, it was pretty, I think they recorded the Court. They recorded that during the '90s because it was pretty old. Um, but uh, it had Martin Short. It's a theater where you stand up. There's really there's only rails. There's no seating areas. To, you know, there's nowhere to sit. Um, and yeah, you just ha you just go. You're in like a theater that's 360. Like there's screens. Well, it practically wraps around the whole theater. And yeah, it just shows like what everything that Canada like the country canada has to offer all you know and it was pretty cool i'm i'm they were saying that like they took down that the martin short video and i don't know if they replaced it with like a newer version of canada or if it's not open right now um i'm not too sure a lot on that one it's a little yes. unclear even when we search the internet yeah. for that Yes, but I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that the Martin Short, I don't know if like right now it's open, if there's another version, but I know that the Martin Short version, I think it's not, they took it down. But yeah, anyway, Canada has a lot to offer. It's beautiful. I love that they also has like a really, really nice waterfall and it has like totem yeah, poles. In the little garden area just before you get to the Cellier. Yes, it has the garden area. Yeah, it's really, yeah, Canada's really pretty, the pavilion. And on number seven, we have China. China has the Nine Dragons uh, table service restaurant, as well as the Lotus Blossom Cafe, 
The latter is our quick service restaurant, which Daniela and I visit frequently when we uh, went together to Epcot. Yes. In many of our trips, I usually got the orange chicken. Daniela, what did you get? Um, I think I would get the orange chicken too with ri- with yeah. white rice. It was really good. It is. We good. also have the House of Good Fortune, which is the like largest like, shop in the uh, World Showcase. They have a show called Reflections of China, which is very similar to the Circle Vision uh, presentation in Canada. Yes. And pre-COVID, of course, they had a meet and greet with Mulan, uh, who appeared kind of sporadically throughout the pavilion, as well as some shows with, I want to say, some acrobats in front of, uh, in the very front of the pavilion. Yes. Um, yeah, I love China. I think it's, it's very um, peaceful. Like you literally, you go to China and you, if you want to get away from like the crowds and the parks, China's the place to go. There's literally tons of like different areas in China where it's just really peaceful and you can stay away from the crowds for a good time. And yeah, China has a lot to offer. Um, number six, we have American Adventure. Because of Voices of Liberty, let's continue to number five. I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Just Voices of Liberty itself is just great. I have a very... I I don't know if bittersweet is the... I I complicated relationship with the American Adventure Pavilion because it's... I understand it's in the very middle of the World Showcase as like the host pavilion for the other ten. But at the same time... We're already in the United States, so I don't feel that it's completely necessary, but it's also a nice look at the older architecture that they used to have in, like, let's say, like, um, 1800s when the United States was founded. Um, In the actual pavilion itself... Uh, they have the Regal Eagle Quick Service, which is a replacement for the Quick Service that was beforehand. It's like revamped. Uh, it's the destination for most entertainment options across all four of Epcot's festivals. Most notably, the Candlelight Processional, Candlelight Processional, which Daniela didn't know was a thing. It's yeah, a movie presentation of the Christmas story uh, with uh, readings by celebrity narrators, which uh, interchanges like every two or three days, and music by a 50-piece orchestra. Uh, if you visit around that time, Neil Patrick Harris is always there. He is always a celebrity narrator, and if you are very lucky, you could also get to see him in Jungle Cruise, like he always goes with his husband, David Burtka, to the attraction. Every yeah, single awesome. every single year. That's really cool. Like I did not know anything about it and I hope that this year they do the candlelight processional and yeah, get to see Neil Patrick Harris again. So but yeah, American Adventure also has lots to offer. But Voices of Liberty is literally like the greatest thing ever. I just hope that Voices of Liberty gets to come back. They did come like during you know, during uh as Disney World reopened, they did a couple of con- they did a lot of concerts, and every day there were showings of Voices of Liberty, but it's not the same at all. 
if you know hearing them in like the stage there if you hear them at the pavilion itself like the american pavilion theater like it's a big difference it's actually the theater was made for that you know it has like like the roof very good acoustics for the voice right right yeah and yeah and you get to sit down like in the on the floor and just listen to them nothing compares you know that feeling of having voices liberty then to having it now and on stage so i really hope they bring back um voice of liberty to the pavilion but yeah that's american adventure and now number five we have germany germany is one of my favorite personally pavilions in the world showcase um it has Bavarian style buildings and Oktoberfest style atmosphere with, of course, authentic German food at the beer cotton table service restaurant. Um, it's more of like a buffet style during lunch, which is when I went to eat with a friend and his family at one point. It was very good food. I really enjoyed it. They have live music as well. Um, they also have live music outside the the pavilion uh, with classic polka music. They have the Summerfest quick service with some bratwursts and strudel, uh, the Dare Teddy Bar. There's also a hidden Mickey in that pavilion as well. Daniela, if you want to tell us a little more about that. Yeah, so there's like three like like soldier statues. I don't know if they're so or more like they have crowns. I'm guessing they're like some royal slash soldiers i don't know um but in their crowns and one of them one uh one of the crowns has a hidden mickey and it's really cool I, it's like it's a weird hidden mickey but it is a hidden mickey and it's actually one of the most famous hidden mickeys in all of disney properties so it's really cool um and yes germany um their food is amazing especially during food and wine also um during a lot of festivals um, they have really, really good food. So Germany, that's very good. Yes. So Germany and the, you know, it's Bavarian style buildings. All their architecture is really amazing. So yeah, Germany definitely up there. Um, number uh, four. Talk about the hidden Mickey just before we go to the next one. Very. Quickly. Oh, sorry. Yes. Um, say that you're looking at the pavilion from, like like you're facing the pavilion it's going to be like to your right just before you see the fountain on the building to your right up top like close to the windows yes if you want to look for it yourself while you're exactly <laughs> yes yes so number four we have mexico mexico our cousins from down the road yes um, mexico has a few uh, food options, food and beverage options. There's the Casa San Angel Inn restaurant. There's the Hacienda San Angel Quick Service. So the former is the restaurant that is inside the sort of, I want to say like Aztec style pyramid. And then the Hacienda San Angel is the quick service that you'll see um, with the view of the World Showcase Lagoon. It's like an outdoor seating area. And then there's also the Cantina de San Angel with frozen margaritas, which are amazing. I love them so much. For $11, you get like a pretty big cup. And I personally get the Fiesta margarita because it's all three of them. So there's the um, 
the three different flavors of margaritas, one like layered on top of each other, and it's like you can either choose like <laughs> lift your lift your straw like a little bit if you want to taste like the layer in the middle, or if you just want to like taste it slowly. I don't know. It's just it's a it's it's great. It's a good place to start if you want to like really get and like pretty affordable for like Disney drinks. Like it's a pretty big drink for eleven bucks. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then there's of course the Brigadieros attraction inside of the actual um, pyramid that I mentioned before. Personally, it is a rather I feel that it's a rather Americanized perspective of Mexico, which to me loses some of its authenticity, but but still it's up there. We got put it at number four because it just has lots to offer for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, we have Norway. Norway is probably the most uh, popular pavilion out of all of them, particularly because of Frozen. Frozen, we know, is Disney's highest grossing movie animated feature. Um, There is Frozen Ever After the Attraction. There's the Royal Summer Who's Meet and Greet with Anna and Elsa. That is, of course, going to be pre-COVID. I'm not sure when that's going to open back up, but of course stay tuned <laughs> there's Akershu's Princess Storybook Dining that is a table service restaurant with some princess meet and greets um, they yeah. like, kind of come to your table I don't know how like you describe that yeah it's I, I guess it is a character dining experience but I don't know nah. if right now they have that I don't think they might have that right now, just because of everything. But that's the like the phrase I was looking for: character dining. Right. There is a bakery outside to the left of the Frozen Ever After attraction entrance, and there's a little area with uh, where you can learn more about Norse mythology just before you head towards the China Pavilion. Yes. So. We have number two, France. France, we all know where we're going with this one. Yeah. <laughs> There's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure uh, opening Woo-hoo. soon in October. I believe it's October 1st this year. Yes, the anniversary, 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Yes. Um, there are cast previews available soon. So I will... Uh, try to participate if I can. Um, I obviously cannot say much of that because I don't want to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there is. We get to experience it and it's going to be amazing. I really hope so. We'll get to experience. Daniela, is there something that you want to tell her? Yes, because I will be going back to the Disney College program this year. Yes, I'll be there in about a week, but I can't see stay me, but tuned. I'm moving my arms in the air. <laughs> stay tuned because we'll definitely bring an episode of my experience in the DCP uh, in terms of my location, where I'm going to work, my role um and yeah, just the just the whole Disney College program experience, uh the apartments, everything. So Please stay tuned for that. I'm very, very excited to go back home to Disney. 
by the time you listen to this episode, Daniela will already be here in Florida. Her program starts in August 16. So we just want to give her some time to to settle into like her role a little bit and just move in just before we, we can so that we can actually like have a little bit of an experience about her role just as she is starting. Yes, that's right. But continuing along with our list, France also has um, Impressions de France, which is another one of those like circle theater type of presentations, like the one in China. Um, it's an 18-minute trip through France, very much similar also like the one in Canada. There's the Boulangerie Patisserie, which is... Uh, Serves like a lot of pastries. Pastries is the word I'm looking for. Yes. What are some of your favorites from there, Daniela? I know we covered it in the previous episode, but yeah, the lemon is it the lemon tart? Yes. Uh, oh, love that so much. Yeah, I lemon feel tart. like this pastry is one. Of... Yes, yes. This pastry is one of the best pastries I've ever had in my life, and just just because of that, I'll put friends on the top of my list. It's really, really good. <laughs> There's also the Le Chef de France restaurant. I personally ate there with my parents whenever they came to visit one time. They have very good food. It is, of course, quite pricey uh, for for dinner time, but, you know, very good option, very good atmosphere. Um, and there's a little Beauty and the Beast uh, shrubbery. There's also a little Remy shrub um, in the pavilion. The Beauty and the Beast um the Beauty and the Beast one it only appears um, during Flower and Garden Festival, but the Remy one is there the entire year. In France, of yes. course, you have the view of the Skyliner, so it's a very pretty sight to see. Oh, yeah. that's I'm actually very excited for that. Just not, not only the right, but just like the view of the Skyliner, being able to see it, like the views of the, the France Pavilion has is really incredible. And... Number one is roll, please. Japan. Japan, which I think is the most authentic pavilion in the entirety of the World Showcase. I agree. And that is mostly because it is owned by the Mitsukoshi Company. Um, there is the giant Mitsukoshi store just as soon as you walk into the Japan Pavilion, that's like one of the first things that you see. They have so many different types of merchandise from authentic uh, Japanese, like so many like um, items from Japanese yeah, culture. Yeah, anime and of, Nintendo and everything. Anime, Nintendo, uh, Studio Ghibli. Oh yeah, you name amazing. it. I you name it. It's there if it's Japanese culture. I love it so much. I enter there just to look because I love it so much. Um, but enough about the store because we have a little, so we have a few more options, a um, few more offerings to, to go over. There is the Takumi, there's three different restaurants. There's the Takumi Te restaurant, which is the highest tier restaurant in the pavilion it's like when you look in on google for restaurants and you try to see for dollar signs there's one two and three takumite is a four dollar sign restaurant it is that like fine dining <laughs> yeah crazy. and then there's katsura grill quick service that's going to be like your typical 
up to $15 worth of of meals uh, for a single person. Of course, inflated theme park prices. We are used to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and my personal favorite, Tabanero. It is a hibachi-style restaurant. And if you do not know what hibachi means, hibachi is a style of cooking or a style of dining where the chef is where there's like a grill in front of you you are sitting by a counter along with like your party along with like sitting next to a party it's like a shared experience in front of a grill the chef comes and it's just going to cook the food right in front of you as you're like also like eating some appetizers that they bring out and you know it's just it's if you get a chance to reserve any restaurant in Walt Disney World. Tebanero is it. Yes, I agree. The hibachi is the best. Like, there's really nothing to it. It's, I don't know. I and love the hibachi last so thing, much. The last thing that I have to say is also, my favorite drink is also in the Japan Pavilion, and that is the Tokyo Sunset. That is made with... Uh, Peach snaps. Uh, I believe there's coconut liqueur. I gotta look it up. Bear with me one moment. Just, just, just play the the Jeopardy theme song uh, <laughs> while I search for this. Tokyo. There's also there was also um another drink that I really liked in Japan that was um I think it was during Flowering Garden or um. Festival of the Arts, they had this like, I call it like the fruit punch drink because it was red. It was tiny, it was red, and it literally just tasted like fruit punch, but it was an alcoholic drink. It was really, really good. Um, But yeah, I don't know if they're serving it right now for uh, food and wine, and I forgot the name of the drink. You might but... be thinking of sake that's very popular in Japan. Yeah, I think so. That was really good. I really loved it. And I'm not, I don't drink a lot of alcoholic beverages, but that was amazing. And I got it more than once. So it was that good. So I found the recipe. It is Malibu rum, peach snaps, and banana liquor, three equal parts. And then pineapple juice and a splash of grenadine. And as you drink it, it's going to be like a yellowish, orangish, and then at the very bottom, reddish drink. So, like, as you're drinking it, it's as if the sun is setting. Wow, that, oh, wow. Amazing. Wow, Super fruity. Yeah. You barely taste the alcohol. I actually want to try that now. That sounds really good. And get all the Tokyo senses for Daniela right now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to get amazing. you drunk on Tokyo sunsets, Daniela. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that sounds really, really cool. And like, also just the way that it looks like the sunset. That No, that's amazing. That's really amazing. But yeah, these were our top 11 pavilions. Again, this is entirely our opinion a subjective list but yeah um this was really fun thank you guys so much for tuning in to the disney parks news blog podcast be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes my name is danny and my name is robbie and we'll see you next time on the disney parks news blog podcast have a magical day have everyone a magical day